Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of the RSL show. Should I say it? Should I say it, Josh? Nah. No? Not today. You don't want no, no. the... How about... What's up, Real Salt Lakers? You don't like that? No, I don't. No? I don't. Okay, what were you going to say, though? I can't remember. All right. Because I thought you were going in a totally different direction. <laughs> nah, not okay. today. Hey, guys, it's Sunday afternoon, and we're doing a brand new episode of the RSL show to give you the most... What, what would you call this? The most... Uh, the most raw reactions. Yeah, there you go. We got some. Uh, we got some raw. <laughs> we got some raw reaction last night from Joshua and Alex, who are joining me on the podcast. Uh, we got Joshua Clark. What's up, everybody? And we've got Alex Napolis. How's it going? And you got myself, Andy Munoz. Uh, junior producer Isaac Munoz is off because uh, he stayed up till four a.m. Uh, cutting highlights and cutting videos for the RSL show. So well deserved night off. Shout out Isaac, bro. Yeah. He's doing okay. He's doing all right. Um, real quick, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about your guys' weekends leading up to the Real Salt Lake match. Josh, what you got going on, dude? This week, how's how's every how's uh, life? It's, it's fine, you know. As you know, you'd say in the office, uh, another day, another dollar, living the dream. <laughs> another day in paradise. <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah. Are you working on any any uh, special projects or any anything behind the scenes? Uh, Maybe maybe uh maybe bringing something back that used to exist. Ooh, yeah. Well, they've always existed. Well, yes, but you, you know. can't prove they never existed. Ooh, that's I like they, that. They've just been on a hiatus for a season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They were they were under but, some bad ownership. Yeah, <laughs> and so they're and then like some like climate changes happen and like some evaporation and you know, like the stadium's just not the same right now home turf is in jeopardy right now that's right okay so you know some water's filling back up so Ooh. maybe we can get going again yeah uh i love it for those who don't know just go to a google search and just type in you can't prove we don't exist or look up the caption try to sink and for the people who are the ogs and who know what that is josh just made a major hint uh so i hope that's exciting josh has been working on that and uh he had a big piece of that he had a big piece of that in the development getting it started and hyping it up so uh that could be cool yeah we'll see all right we'll see alex what's up with you dude what's new in your life what's up man no uh, a lot I mean, not not really a lot, but I'm just doing a lot. What's yeah, a, what's like a lot? What? I remember. So yesterday, I was up in the press box, and you know, I go and went and said, "What's up to Carlos from El Show RSL?" Make sure to go like, subscribe, El Show RSL. Um, and he was like, "Dude, you're everywhere. You're so busy." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm just running around all over the place because I'm over here with you guys. I'm over there with them. I got high school coverage with KSL Sports. Just running all over the place. I'm going to high schools like two or three high schools a week." It's beautiful. Are you tired though? Are you feeling it? No, no, no. no I got days like today where I can just sit back, kick back, relax, and, and then we recharge to work. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was. I wasn't chilling. expecting. It. I was actually at. I was actually at America First um, at the car show that's there today. And I was walking around. And, you should have uh, just said no when we asked you if you wanted to come no, record. Well, I, I knew I'd be done by then. I knew right. I'd be done, so I just came came and hung out. So you're running all around the valley doing sports commentating yeah. for KSL Sports, yes, sir. Which Hate to say it, RSL show got you that opportunity, bro. They did, and I'm yeah. forever thankful. Heck yeah, man. So 
Uh, it's cool to see you chase that dream, dude. Um, next next up, I want to see him do it in Monarchs game. He will. I'm so, sure he'll get the so opportunity. Landon, yeah, whenever whenever like Landon an opportunity <laughs> that you need someone to observe, watch, learn, participate. Alex is your guy. There you go, dude. That's true. Have you met Landon Southwick? I did. I just met him last night. So we we've we've talked like over text um, previously, but yesterday he was uh, at the stadium because he's filling for DJ on the KSL call. And he was talking to Trey, and we went, all went over, and we, we said, what's up, and finally met in person. Cool dude. Awesome dude. Yeah, dude. He's awesome, man. He's always been such a supporter of the RSL show. Had some really cool ideas for involvement with the Monarchs. And um, yeah, for a while, Tom Hackett from KSL was doing the calls with him over in Harriman. Uh, but yeah, man, he's a, he's a solid dude. I haven't, I haven't talked to him in a minute, and I think that's just with, you know, soccer obviously was the off season, but... Uh, yeah, dude, we need to get you in there. Cause what's the highest, uh, like what's the coolest sports call you've done to date? Um, definitely not because of like the gameplay or anything, Mm -hmm. but just like, what would be your, your highest, I would say like close to the pros. Yeah. Um, close to the pros. So I actually did championships for, um, uh, slick for solid community college. I called the championship game for Salt Community College, um, and um, they were doing like the re- the region tournament here in at Zions Bank in Harriman. Um, and my awesome my awesome friend JT Wistersill, who is the voice of Salt Community College Athletics, was like, "Hey, I need a um, a guy to come on with me. Um, I need an analyst." So I went and I did that with him, and it was amazing. It was That's a beautiful dope. time. That's dope. Very cool. Cool man. College football. Yeah, college college soccer. Awesome. Also. Fun fact, had a little Small Lake City moment yesterday with Landon. We played <laughs> yeah. against each other before an RSL game in like 2006. <laughs> nice. And then we're ball boys after the game. Dope. And we realized yesterday we both played in that same game and didn't know. You know really? Yeah. Nice, dude. Well, anyone, do you guys care to know what I'm what I'm up to? Yeah, no, dude, what's up? Really. No? All right. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. All right. I did love your little uh, your uh, pterodactyl reel you made oh god all right let's not talk about that your spooky reels yeah so (laughs) so uh we'll touch on that let's see my week um so yesterday actually before any of the mls matches i went out to a town called alberta utah and uh, for people who know there's a gas station there called the old sinclair it's about like a hundred years old Uh, i just went out there to test some new cinema lenses that i dropped some money on um, a lot of money. It was like twenty seven hundred dollars on Sheesh. just like a set, and uh, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of shifting like not away from soccer, but creativity wise, uh, I've put more focus into my YouTube channel, which I'm gonna plug right now. It's called Andy Creates. It's just uh, it's like a culmination of going around testing different cameras. Uh, there's a lot of like POV uh, testing different cameras on there, so. Uh, that that is like my dream in the next three years to make money from YouTube. Uh, hopefully, it'll just be like my entire income at some place. Uh, for people who don't know, let's see. Um, this this whole YouTube journey for me, like I wanted to do it back in like 2008 with Mitch, who used to be on the RSL show, but uh, we just like never really got into it or did it. And then um, recently just got sparked because professionally, not only have I been creating content for uh, KSL Sports as as a producer when I worked there, 
Uh, I've also been creating content for Major League Soccer and then obviously creating content for the RSL show. Uh, And I love sports and I love soccer and all that. But I really love like the art of filmmaking, photographing. And uh, we live in a beautiful state to showcase when it comes to like the mountains, nature, ghost towns. Like there's just so much going on here. So uh, that's what I did yesterday prior to working uh, a majority of the Major League Soccer matches that happened yesterday leading up to uh, the Real Salt Lake match. And for those curious, I've been freelancing with Major League Soccer for almost, yeah, like this is my third season with them. And so on game day, they give me a list of matches that uh, I watch and I cut clips for. They all go out on like Twitter, IG, the socials. That's for Major League Soccer and Major League Soccer Espanol. Uh, so a lot of stuff going there. It was it was dope, dude. It's it's uh, that's my getaway, dude. Is to go in my car alone with my camera equipment and just go catch some cool views, dude. Like get get some fresh air because sports environments, as you know, Alex and Josh, gets pretty hectic, gets pretty crazy. So to unwind, it's just uh, it's so great, dude. It's really cool. Yeah. So. That's a little bit about us, guys, our weekends. Um, let's talk some RSL soccer. And I think you guys are going to notice that the tone is going to change a little bit from the last episode where we spent a measurable amount of time uh, talking about the Elliott Fall interview and the Trey Fitzgerald interview with Spence Checkett, uh, which basically said, calm down. It's a work in progress. Everything's okay. On to the next one. And we did say that San Jose was going to come in here and clean house. I think I said it. I, I did as well. <laughs> so, But I also said I'll happily admit I was wrong. Yeah. I mean, dude. Right? Please. Not mad at it at all. I would prefer to be wrong. Prove me wrong. Exactly. Por favor. That's, that's my mentality. Yeah. So take my pessimism and shove it back in my face. I'm a happy guy. Yeah, man. Yeah. So... Yeah, I can't say that the listen the 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 bus has arrived to the station, right? Uh, it's the it's, keys are it's in. It's just one game, man. It's idling. It's one game, right? We've been uh, very critical of the FO, very critical of Pablo Mastroeni. Uh, we've been critical about the play on the field, uh, the the leadership, the ownership. More specifically, the ownership not shelling out the money, or at least giving the illusion that they're not for a much wanted number nine, mm-hmm. which. If you watch any major league soccer team, the nine's doing work. Yep. Like the the teams that are that have the most highlights, the number on their back is a number nine. So really critical leading up to this. They say be patient, chill out. And damn, dude, they rubbed a 3-1 win at home versus a decently strong kind of iffy San Jose side. They're pretty damn good San Jose side. They've started they've started really well. Yeah. So what are our thoughts, and do we owe an apology to Pablo Mestroeni or Elliot Fall or our buddy Trey Fitzgerald? Oh, we did nothing mean to Trey. <laughs> Bro, when we come at Trey, if the day that we come at Trey, dude. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the ground. Trey's burying him. He's dude. untouchable, bro. No, that no, would but, be insane. Uh, but Pablo and, and the front office, I don't think so, right? It's a game. Yeah. I am I need to see more. G- give me a 10-game winning streak. Maybe I'll, you know, 
just be singing all the praises of the club, but we'll see. And I am still dead set on we need a nine. Like that game could have easily been three, three, right. And we missed four or five opportunities that I believe a solid actual striker could have finished. I don't, cause you know, Julio is not a real striker. He's a winger trying to do his best and, and that's fine. But with a real true nine, that guy that's got it. He's, he did have scored those chances. Especially now that Jefferson and, and Andres Gomez have just been phenomenal. Um, they were really, really good against Charlotte. They were good against FC Dallas. But last night, I think they took a, another step into what that winger partnership can be and should be. Um, and we saw it. We saw it with the two goals. Jefferson Savarino with an absolute banger. Andres Gomez with an absolute rocket. With a left foot as well, his less dominant foot. Yes, sir. Um, okay. Yeah, you're not going to say. Imagine. Did you say Lawfulson too, or did you leave him out? I'm leaving Lawfulson out for now. We'll get into the midfield. <laughs> He's in a talking second. about wingers. Yeah, oh my I'm bad. Just talking my about bad. the winger situation. My bad. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, but imagine we. I mean, we talked about it in our reaction. Imagine what a true number nine could do with that winger partnership that we have. That's looking really, really good right now. Because yeah, honestly, this team as we've talked about before, is really close to being really good. Really, really close. Just weak in some areas. Um, that one of them being the midfield. But I think this was the first game we've seen all season where you know Pablo and, and Jasper really found that connection, right? Mm-hmm. The giveaways weren't there, which was great to see. Uh, they were pivoting when they needed to pivot. They were doing the defensive work, which is huge, right? So more of that, please. And I think Ojeda, when he came in, kind of showed the same. Uh, I don't know what changed there. Maybe Jasper just, you know, absolutely destroying the the camera behind the net gave the three of them confidence. But, you know, it's good to see everyone kind of take a step up um, and kind of find another gear that we just haven't seen. Yeah, definitely. I think right now um, between the last three games, it's definitely the best we've seen him play all year. And and like we mentioned yesterday, too, this is probably the most complete game I've seen Pablo Ruiz play. Mm -hmm. This is the most complete game I've seen Jasper play. Mm -hmm. Um I was pretty harsh on on Jasper last podcast because the first goal was um, was him just getting lost in the midfield. But to, um, tonight or last night, I should say he he played a really really good game. His, his defensive tracking was good. Um, his filling in the space in the midfield was really good, and it's it's nice to see them take that step because now they're playing in a way where it, it, they're playing more to their level. This is kind of that what we saw last night was more of what I expect this roster like team to be mm-hmm. rather than what we've seen. Um, over the first uh, six or so weeks. Yeah, it's refreshing. So what do you think helps? Because, you know, the biggest thing that we've heard is uh, uh, it's a psychological uh, barrier or like a, it's a mental shift. Uh, to get started this, you know, to, to, to have a start like this to the season, obviously it takes a toll not only on the fans, not only on the media and everything that basically avalanches with that, right? Because... Listen, if you're a, a professional player on Real Salt Lake, you know what the fans are saying, and you especially know what the media is saying because these guys do pay attention. Um, how, like, what do you think takes them out of being in such a low place and then having results like these? You know, Charlotte FC, we already recapped that one. We decided it's kind of a weaker team, like, we had to win that. But what do you think is changing? If you had to speculate, right? Because we don't have the pieces. We don't have all the information. What's something that you've seen shift 
psychologically with this team? Maybe from the interviews that we've heard. Um, I'm going to have to point out Jefferson. Jefferson seems a lot more comfortable being out there. He no longer seems that frustrated guy that we saw over the course of like the first couple of games. And he's really getting himself involved in the attack. He's really creating. He's really finding opportunities. Three straight games um, with a goal. Having having your your star player produce and starting to get involved in the attack and starting to do things, it not only does it build his confidence, but it builds the confidence of the attack. And we're seeing a much more cohesive attack um, because of the way that our play- wingers are now playing. You also see Andres Gomez figuring it out, right? Yes. You gotta remember he came from Colombia, never left the country before, never seen snow, you know, never been in the winter like we have, right? So him coming here was a, a total shift in everything he knew. So it was gonna take him some time, but man, I, I think he looks just a totally different player than we saw in his debut. Yeah, and he definitely phenomenal. Absolutely, no, and he definitely has the skill sets to 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 do more. Like he has the the technique, he has the ability on the ball. He has he knows how to find the space he knows how to create and the more and more he plays the more and more you see him build into the game and what a feeling it was up in the press box to see him score his first goal to see him be on the score sheet not only that and to get the assist as well on Sava's goal I think Andres Gomez and like I said Andres Gomez and Savarino just building that attack and having that cohesiveness in the attack I think is really has been a huge different maker uh, over the course of the last couple of games well now that he scored one you know, I'm hoping that means floodgates yeah, are open. Exactly, right? confidence is there now. He's going to start taking those chances. Now you're talking about attacking cohesiveness, which brings me to my next point. Imagine what that high high dollar nine, along with Diego Luna, could do. I agree. No, I mean, I, am I wrong? No, and I I agree. It's we saw like, we talked about it last night um as well um during the dallas game there were so many opportunities that we just didn't take that probably would have been different if we had a nine especially now that that andres or andres uh, anderson julio is coming in with a question mark do we shoulder that onto moose you know like where where do we go from here does as far demir as the nine come to, back does in? demir come back yeah it's going to be really interesting kind of to see what continues to happen with that nine position so, you know, we we had a, a performance overall collectively that we agree was a strong performance by Real Salt Lake. And to take on a, a tough side like San Jose, I, I, I want you guys to understand how even matched or evenly matched this match was. So, shots. 13 for Real Salt Lake, 10 for San Jose. Uh, shots on target, 6 for Real Salt Lake, 4 for San Jose. Uh, lost out a little bit on the possession side, 60% versus our 40%. And uh, fouls, we committed way more fouls, like almost double. Yeah. Uh, 13 to their 7. But that's what, I guess that's one complaint that we've had in these matches where, you know, the goals weren't scored is obviously uh, a low shots count. Um, people not having the confidence to take shots or not even right. putting them on target. And it, it takes us back to another point maybe like a, a moot point but pablo mestroini has been saying that goals change games absolutely they build confidence right they do and obviously they're going to pull a result and get you three points at home but i think that's what we're seeing collectively is you know dude the weight of the weight of let's say you're savarino or your andres gomez when you see somebody like jasper lawfelson just 
absolutely drill one past the keeper. Yeah. You know, you're uh, immediately thinking I can do that. Exactly. It's yeah. like that does give you the confidence and it's, it's you know, it's going to change the game, obviously. Um, I think what we're starting to see out of Real Salt Lake is is a little bit of confidence going a long way. And to kind of mirror like what Pablo Mastorini and then what Trey Fitzgerald were saying is that, yeah, you know, it's 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 starting, you know, the, the start doesn't matter as much as the finish. Right. It's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. Are we happy with where we currently are? I would say no, but do you guys see promise in this squad? I know you guys are kind of going back to the nine. Let's say no one new is added to come and support. And we continue the way that we're on, especially with a tough stretch of games that we have coming up. Have you guys looked at the schedule? Yeah, it's brutal. It is insane. Tough. Do you guys have that confidence to go and get, uh, let's just not even say three points per match, but let's just say draws against the following teams. And let me just pull up the schedule here. So uh, we're going to we're, we're gonna talk about the Las Vegas lights. We'll come back to that. Uh, that we know that that's just going to be a different complete roster, so we're not even going to uh, touch on that in this conversation. But April 29th, we've got Seattle Sounders. Brutal. Red hot. Tough game. When Albert Rusnak is scoring, you yeah, know you're in trouble. Scary. Albert Rusnak uh, scored a goal for Seattle Sounders yesterday. Low and to the right. Just had so much space and just booted that guy. I'm so happy for him. Yeah. It's ridiculous how happy I am for I'm, him because I'm when he so left, over it, dude. It's when fine. he left, yeah. we were salty, right? And we were especially salty at his return. Oh, but that one of the best moments in that stadium's history, though. Yeah. <laughs> the togetherness. Everyone booing Albert Rusnak. Every single touch yeah. was amazing. So April 29th, Seattle Sounders, tough matchup. Yes. Uh, and then May 6th, kind of get a break. But still a pretty – it's a tough opponent. Houston Dynamo. It's a tough one because they haven't lost at home. Yep. Tough. And then May 13th, I can't wait for this match. Real Salt Lake versus LAFC. Very, yes, very hard. Tough. Okay. And then after that, we've got Portland four days later. Yeah, we got the Timbers. That's also right. – they're, they're not good per se either, but they're still a tough game. I think anytime you go out to Portland, it's yeah. a tough one. Or dude, or if you've got Espria doing bicycle kicks, right? They may also be finding that confidence now, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So we're not gonna. I know that you said last episode that Colorado is also kind of on the wisp of up and coming, um, but let's just look at it for what it is. The next four opponents, just to recap: Seattle Sounders, Houston Dynamo, Real, or excuse me, LAFC, and then Portland Timbers. We thought or we had it pinned down to San Jose Earthquakes coming here and just kicking our trash, kicking mm-hmm. our teeth in. Do we feel like things are different? Do we see results coming out? Let's cover it one by one. Do we beat Seattle? I have a hard time saying yes still. I I think I think the Seattle game will be much more of a test of where the squad is. Um, compared to the one that San Jose is. Because, yes, San Jose is coming into this as a really good team. Um, they've had a really good start to the season, but they've yet to put on a good result on the road. Seattle is Seattle. They'll, they can go anywhere, and they can, have a good, they can have a great game. Seattle, I think, will be a much tougher opponent, 
And I think it will be a much better test of where this squad actually is. You can see the shift in confidence, so I feel good heading into that one. But regardless, it's Seattle. Yeah. And then we've got May 6th, Houston Dynamo at PNC Stadium. So it's away in Houston. You just said they're good at home. They haven't lost. They haven't lost, and they've uh, had four straight clean sheets at home. It's a tough game. <laughs> That's a tough one. It's it's I, uh, RSL is just at a point that you just don't know. Right? And I think historically on the road, I don't think they do well. And especially in Texas. In Texas, against, yeah. yeah, against Dynamo. Um, LAFC, uh, they'll be coming to America first field, so it's back. I mean, I mean, it. Pff, MLS think, champions, right? Do you think they're going to try to beat you up? Oh, the fans? Yeah. <laughs> the 32-52? Uh, I don't know, man. I The beef is over, dude. Beef for me, like, it's a day and then we're done. Yeah, it's, you know? it's just funny. Life is too short to be pissed off. Yeah, Dennis Buanga, man. I have a really no matter how what kind of form or how Ross likes playing, I have a really hard time thinking that we have a chance against LAFC. Just cuz just cuz it's LAFC. Yeah. Okay. They are scary, they are very very good. And then Timbers will be them. Come out, they come home. Uh by the way, like the fan bases always get along with Timber fans mostly. Uh, generally. Mostly. Yeah. I feel like am There's- I just wrong here? Uh, there was Wait. a couple years ago with the the playoffs that was kind of salty, but is the Portland one here or there? It's going to be here. Oh, okay. So yeah, we have we'll a stretch of games oh, yeah. at home. Yeah, we we got a we got a good chance of that one then. Yeah, I mean yeah. we have a good chance in every game, right? But yeah. it's this this team is very Jekyll and Hyde. If if the goals don't just kind of happen for us, right? Like the three goals on Saturday were abnormal. They were sick, but that that doesn't happen every game, right? You usually get your tap ins, your headers, you know, things of that sort. Yeah. Um, so let's just hope we didn't use up all of our sickle juju. <laughs> so now that we know and, and kind of understand clearly, so uh, consensus, I feel like Seattle may be a draw. Yeah, hopefully. But or a loss. It's Is anyone here in this room confident that Real Salt Lake has Seattle's number and will win at home? You know, we do have their number. But I think I like to be a good omen by saying we're going to lose, so we win. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we're going to lose 6-0. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then we go to Houston Dynamo. We're seeing that as a loss. No, I can see a draw there. I can I can see a zero zero draw. Honestly, I, I defensively they're very they're they're playing really really well at home. Um, if we can walk out of there with like a zero zero draw, I'd be happy. And then LAFC is going to come, and I feel like yeah, man, dude. There's two times that live vividly in my mind. Can I tell you what they are? Yeah. Inaugural season, they come here five one five one. Yeah, the second Dummy. is the no, no here at our stadium. Oh, okay, okay. Gareth Bale goal. Yeah, that's a beauty. Yeah, yeah. They love to come here and just be like, look what I got, guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that one's gonna be tough, man. And you know, I'd be really, really happy if we get a result against LAFC at home because they're a very just braggadocious team i don't feel like the actual team is per se no, but the fan base the fan base is like the loudest you could do some real trolling if if we get a win here oh, it'd be amazing and uh to to alex's point from last episode you know the our greatest biggest achievement since 2013 <laughs> is beating lafc in the playoffs and knocking them out i, I mean is you. there a better moment than that honestly well, 2009 bro Sure. I but said since? I said oh, since, since 2013. Yeah, no, not really. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd love to see you win. I just don't feel confident well, on that date. Demir scoring that last minute one against SKC is close. 
Oh, the Demiracle. Yep. Yeah. That That's was close. to get us in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then we had our stretch of, well, to the Western Conference final, right? Yeah, against Portland. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Real Salt Lake, Portland. It's here. You think they've got a chance to win or draw? We'll, we'll beat Portland here for sure. Okay. Portland, Portland's struggling. Portland's right. struggling. Hopefully, hopefully it continues that way for them. Um, so that way... You know, the Western Conference race is a little less tight. Um, but, yeah, I can see I can see us getting a good result against Portland at home. Very cool. So, back to the match. Back to the vibes. By the way, they had a... I saw Tyler Gibbons uh, say that the new sound system is in. Yeah, it's nice. Sounds better? Yeah. Sounds way better. Much better. And it's not the, the temporary one they put in that was causing the echoing. It's clear. So, it's, it's pretty dope. I could actually understand what Mike was saying. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. When you'd say, like, the subs, you'd be like, oh, I heard that. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. This whole this whole time, you've just been like, is my hearing going out? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Why is everything echoey? <laughs> cool. Who was that? Hurry, <laughs> <laughs> oh. check Twitter. Great, dude. I love that. Um, I'd love to see the Wi-Fi network stronger. If I could just put that out into the universe, dude, it's... I know it's like every stadium ever, you know, yeah. you're trying to, in this case, like download the Great Clips coupon or like the Chick-fil-A nuggets or whatever. Oh, man. And you can't get it. Alex used the Great Clips, it looks like. Yeah. I did. That yeah. is a Great Clip, dude. I did. Thank you. Nice Thank work. You. That you. looks good. Actually, turn your head. Nice. Yeah. Looks really good. Um, shout out Erocalypse. He texted me and he's like, dude, he goes, oh, if you guys haven't listened to the Erocalypse episode, go back to episodes. It's there. Uh, official DJ of Real Salt Lake. He texts me and he goes, dude, dude, did you hear it? Did you hear it? And I'm like, what? He's like, I just played Ninja Rap. And I'm like, ah, oh, dude, I'm at home. I'm working. And he's like, no, I just played it for you. So shout out E-Rock, dude, playing Ninja Rap. Uh, if you guys don't know, if you guys are Alex's age and don't know what Ninja Rap is, uh, go look it up. It's on YouTube. Ninja Turtles. Yep. Part it's, two. <laughs> dude, Secret of the Use. It's Vanilla Ice rapping he made a song specifically for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. It's his best song by yeah, far. It slaps, dude, as the young kids would say. I've never heard but, it. But it the slaps. turtles get up on stage and dance with him as they're fighting. Uh, While they're Ike. kicking Shredder's ass, <laughs> <Yeah>. dude. <laughs> nice. I thought it was the two mutants Shredder made. They they do, but then at the end, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, is it Mikey? Michelangelo? Yeah. Do we want to give spoilers on a 12-year-old movie? that 22-year-old movie? that well, 22, longer than that, bud. When did it come out? I think it came out in 94? 91. 91 2. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like 30 years old, though. Wow. <laughs> All right, guys. But honestly, if you guys want to get into something cool, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, go look at the it. The live action. They're great. I'm like, should I give spoilers on a 30-year-old movie? I shouldn't, though, because you haven't seen it. That's your, no, that's your homework, bro. All right. I got you. I want They're you to watch streaming. that. I got you. They are streaming. If, if you want to, I don't know, they're always on somewhere. If you want one and two. Okay. But if you want to if you want to get brave, venture into number three. It's a little rough. <laughs> it's still fun though. It's still fun. But it's a little rougher. Yeah. All anyway, right. anyway, I got you guys. They turn uh, into samurais. Okay. I got you guys. Okay. You. I got you guys. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do. Very weird. <laughs> All right. Okay. Back this to almost soccer. went full on TMNT podcast, bro. Uh, where were we? What were we talking about? Oh, that's that's system. oh, yeah. Ninja Shout rap, out yeah. E-Rock, all that good stuff. I heard it. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you did? I did. Oh, that's so cool. 
That's one of my favorite future friendships uh, is E-Rock, for sure. All right. So, what did you guys like? What did you guys dislike? Like, uh, you know, there's a lot of good in this match, obviously, walking away with three points. Um, boosting. I don't think it boosted Real Salt Oh, like we went right up to ninth. Yeah, we did. Oh, dude. Yeah, you're right. I haven't checked. And SKC is still right at the bottom. Bro. It's a beautiful it. thing. Just falling apart, man. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Wow. All right. That was a brain fart. Ninth. So we're in the playoff race, uh, but it's still too early. Uh, let's uh, see which teams are below us. We've got Portland uh, sitting in 10th. Austin FC struggling. Surprise. Uh, sitting in 11th. Uh, we've got Colorado sitting in 12th. LA Galaxy finally won. I know they won, but dude, I, I mean, in my opinion, they're such. They've got such a great midfield. Yeah. In Ricky Puish. And obviously, you got Chicharrito, who can clean up goals, uh, just like their last performance yesterday. They looked great, dude. They look awesome. So, it's weird, man. I have I have a soft spot for LA Galaxy. I don't know why. I think it's because LAFC exists, and I just want LA Galaxy to just, you know, yeah. knock them down you love so the one trolling. day. It's great. Yeah. It's good, good uh, material. Yes. <laughs> uh, Sporting KC, speaking of trolls, uh, you got Cavincio, who is always just uh, supporting... Sporting KC, uh, he's putting out content, and man, it is rough. When your team is losing, dude, it doesn't matter like how good the content is. When your team is losing, uh, it's just, it's not good. Right. Like, it's, it's hard content to make, dude. Like, I see all the videos, and I see all that cool stuff being made, but it's also like, oh, that's really, it's really hard. It's pain. It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Like, and you can only be f- funny for so long when you lose, like, maybe two or three matches. Yeah. But when it's just like a big streak it's yeah couldn't, couldn't happen to a better team though yeah yeah not not uh yeah i don't have anything to yeah dude look at this three draws and six losses yeah. zero wins and goals they scored four right yeah they scored yesterday they did score four it was robbie russell dude anytime robbie russell or shoot, what's his johnny name russell. johnny russell my bad <laughs> robbie russell was a la galaxy right no, rsl <laughs> <laughs> oh really he scored the game winning penalty in 2009 wow <laughs> bro wow the caffeine is uh wearing off anyway why why do i do an rsl podcast this is crazy uh johnny russell right yes. he, he got okay so i was working matches and that was one that kind of came across my desk was the johnny russell goal and then I'm also, you know, I'm kind of like tuning in and listening. And they're like, Roger Espinoza. And I just could not stop thinking about what you said. Yeah. Their roster, dude, like it needs some updating. It needs some rotating. Big they time. Some, they got some old heads. Yeah, bro. Big time. Exactly. You Makes know. you wonder like who's holding a gun to like ownership and management's head to keep them playing. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's that right like, hand man just really <laughs> loved those guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's sign them again. It's like a why <laughs> he, he's jogging in practice. Sign him. Who cares? <laughs> he didn't show up to practice to training. Sign him. It's fine. You know who is uh, embracing the the new guys and the young culture? And it's actually it's really it's so cool to see. Hmm. Any guesses? Andres Gomez. Nah. New York City FC. Oh okay. Yeah, oh yeah. okay. I see what you mean now, bro. Like, you want to talk about a fun, entertaining team? Like, if I had to choose a team in the East, I know you're going to hate this because you love the Union, Alex. NYCFC is fun to watch, bro. Santiago uh, Rodriguez, right? You got, and then now you've got in the midfield Richard Ledesma, who uh, 
he can say like he didn't get the direct assists in uh, two of I believe it was three goals. Richie Ledesma, dude, involved in the midfield and just getting the ball up, finding the pass, and then the assist happens. Goal, bro. He looks so comfortable in Major mm-hmm. League Soccer. He's got like that presence. Like you know, he's going to be a star, and they talk about him like he's a damn star. Yeah, he's a good player. Like, dude, all of the the MLS commentators, man, just talking this guy up. And honestly, props. Like, I'll give the front office props on getting something for his loan. It's actually kind of impressive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the amount we got for a loan, right? Like, yeah. But you know, I, that's someone that I could see. You know, they obviously didn't want to sell him, so I think there could be real interest in bringing him home at some point. Exactly. Yep. So. So yeah, so so to go back, um, yeah, it was three goals. I'm looking at the stats now. So, Santi Rodriguez, a uh, young player, gets a brace, 44th and 50th minute, and then the Brazilian uh, Tyus Magno gets the third goal in the 55th, and then uh, Jose Martinez from FC Dallas gets the 77th. Just Richie Ledesma, dude, on the pitch, just integrating so well, and you know we've we've heard it. He loves it out there. And good. Like, I'm, I'm happy for him, too. But, you know, it, it would have been awesome just to have him here. Yeah, I just don't think um, we knew he was going to be available, right? And then we sign Andres Gomez. You're not going to bring in two guys for the same position. Yeah. No. So it, it makes sense why they, why RSL, you know, allowed the loan, per se. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we can find a place for him to come, come back and thrive in. And I think the cool thing about New York City FC too is they 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 win MLS Cup in 2021, and then last year they kind of hit a little bit of a roadblock. So on the off season, they look at the roster and they they do a rebuild right. Maxi Morales is out the door. Tati Castellanos is out the door. Sean Johnson is out the door. A bunch of these other um, important players for New York City FC just out the door. And they bring in a young core, a young, very talented core, and they look good. Yeah. That's a rebuild done right. That is, it's amazing. Honestly, man. And quickly. And fast, yeah. Fast, dude. And, you know, some might argue, is is the Eastern Conference a weaker conference? Not right now. No. I think the top ends of both conferences are very aligned. A lot of parity. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, uh, it's cool to see what they've done at NYCFC, and um, they're a fun team. Uh, let's go about some results. We'll come back to the match. We're gonna. T- I'm gonna ask you guys about the good and the bad and the ugly uh, about this result that we got. Uh, but just going around the league, um, you know, a lot happened yesterday, and it is hard to kind of keep in touch uh, with all of the matches happening at the same time. But uh, let's just cover a few of them. Uh, the important ones: LA Galaxy two zero over Austin FC. Uh, Chicharito scoring in the 54th minute. Ricky Puish. Uh, Scoring in the 64th, and that was on the road. Yeah. I, wait, was that? No. No, it's not. You're no. wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> I said you're wrong. No, you're right. <laughs> Dignity Health Sports Park. That's right. So it's done in Los Angeles. Um, I want to know. Good result, though. I want to know what happened to Austin this offseason, because they pretty much bring back their entire roster from last year. Some might argue that they brought in some important debt pieces, but they don't look good. They, they, the... It's the exact same team from last year, but they're really struggling this year. Well, who's their player last year that was like, oh, no one believes in us? Uh, Felipe, but he's over at Orlando now. Yeah, well, Felipe, your team sucks. Your old team sucks. What's his last name? It's on the tip of my tongue. Do you uh, remember? Martins? Felipe Martins? I yeah, think? I think you're right. 
cool. Yeah. Um, Seattle Sounder beating Minnesota, not tough, 1-0. And again, that... Minnesota's can't. pretty good, too, though. That makes Seattle even scarier. Seattle Sounders, Albert Rusnak, 79th minute, just outplayed Minnesota, 15 shots to 9. So, uh, that was a cool result for them. For Albert. Sure. For Albert. I've heard some really cool stories about Albert, man. I think he's I think he's where he needs to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think it was here. It's would you say it's a lateral or would you say like would you say it's an upgrade? Um I think obviously for him he has silverware now, so that's gotta be an upgrade, right? Yeah. But I think maybe the city life itself, like you know, being in Seattle and that kind of environment, I think that's just more Albert. It, it is. kinda seems like a he wants to be around things, you know, clubs, Gucci, yeah, Prada. He's the only dude that has the uh, what is it? What's the G wagon? The G wagon, bro. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's fine. If he's happy and like thriving, then cool. Yeah, yeah. making money. All right, uh, St. Louis. This is surprising. Well, Alex said Colorado's good, so we're gonna roll with that. One one. Yeah. Draw yesterday. And, and Klaus went out injured, so St. Louis will have to have their depth yep. really tested. Now, have you guys noticed that City is always, like, all caps on St. Louis? Is that intentional? or? Yeah, I think that's, like, the way they're styling it. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Never noticed. Uh, and then another result, uh, we just covered it, too. New England, 2-1 over Sporting KC. Beautiful. Uh, KC just in shambles, just uh, another drawing red a red card. Yep. yep. So, Bruce, yeah. Bruce, and Bruce Arena gave him the, the evil laugh after yep. that red card. It was beautiful. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, let's see. I don't know if we care about other results. Uh, your favorite team, Philadelphia Union, Alex, 4-2 over Toronto. I told you they're coming back. Yeah. It's weird, man. I feel like uh, I haven't heard much of Toronto this season. They're just bad, man. Toronto yeah. is such an interesting team because on paper they should be one of the best in the league. They've done a lot to improve defensively. They brought in Sean Johnson to help in the goal. They have Insigne, Bernadeschi up top. On paper they should be one of the best and they're really not. They, they're struggling. Yeah. Um, and then we move to today's match. Atlanta United versus Chicago. It was questionable if Thiago Almeida was going to play. And he was there. Bleach tear and all. Alex, you got something to say? Did you see the goal? I'm tr- uh, Which one? The Was it the own goal? The one, the, yeah, the one that bounced off the dude's back. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> yeah. And that was the game winner. Yeah. And like the 99th yeah, minute. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's unfortunate. W- it's weird because that was a match that I worked, so I was doing highlights for him. And when... It's not because Brooks Lennon went to go take the corner, but I just like... I just... It, something in the air was like, they're going to score. Like I, I'm like I need to get ready, have all my tools ready to cut this because it's gonna go in, and boom, sure it, it went in. Happy for Brooks Lennon. Uh, I went inside the MLS chat because there's a lot of different creators. All that you know, I'm like Brooks Lennon, always an RSL man, right? But I don't know about that. I mean, he's, yeah, he's adapted. I know he's adapted to Atlanta. Fan base loves him. He's done well there. Something he didn't have here. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, dude the, yeah. the the amount of scrutiny that guy got here, yeah. dude, was tough. So but in reality, it was the coaching at the time. <laughs> so it's good to see him. Um, I'm trying to remember the first goal and the goal by Chicago. Irrelevant, doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was kind of like the uh, the flagship. Not now. That's the wrong word. 
It was the uh, it was like the stage that MLS set today. The prime time kind of feeling game. And yeah. you know what? They've delivered. So this was this match was a little boring, uh, but it did have some drama because Atlanta scored in the thirteenth, and then Chicago tied it up in the ninetieth, and then they threw nine whole minutes of stoppage time. Oh my god! And then boom, it's a it's an own goal off the dude's back, just how, like you said. How do you guys feel about Major League Soccer and their abnormally high? Um, at a time. It's, it's either abnormally high or non-existent. Yeah. So it doesn't really make sense well, half the time. And true, because I think last night we got two minutes after four goals were scored in the second half. Right, but after the first half, it was about five minutes? Something like that, yeah. yeah so Weird. Yeah, Weird. I I think I saw it. It's, it's almost like MLS adapted it more after the World Cup, because remember the stoppage time yeah, in the weird. World Cup? It was all... It's almost like they, they took into account players on the floor... Uh, injury stops like, yep. and it, I, I, I guess from like a fairness standpoint, I, I tend to like that because over are the days of someone falling inside the box, pretending to be hurt, medical staff comes off or comes up, they, they throw him on a little gurney, take him out to the side yep. or, you know, like. <laughs> just like shy of of being on the sideline, but yep. they're still in the pitch. All of that is is being made up for, and so personally, I like it from a fairness standpoint. Except when it happens to Real Salt Lake, right, or a team that I'm rooting for, yeah, it's tough. It is what it is. Right? But I noticed that after the World Cup, it it almost became the norm. So, do I like it? Yes, but not when it's. Uh, not in Real Salt Lake's favor. Like if we're like one zero or something, right? You're like, all right, let's end this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm whistling at home at the TV. <laughs> um, some familiar faces uh, back in the commentary box. I know you guys didn't. You yeah, two were I saw at Dunny. Home. Yeah, yeah. Dunny was in town. Uh, sounded great on the call, and uh, I'm sure that for anybody that tuned in on the MLS Apple TV side, uh, they were probably curious as to why. Um, this guy knew so much about Real Salt Lake, but uh, it was it was nice to hear that familiarity. Yep. Very cool. So going back to the match, the good, the bad, the ugly, and we actually have some ratings here. So I want to run these guys, or actually run these ratings past you guys. Well, let's see. You should have us guess who had the best and worst rating. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. So rating on the Real Salt Lake side, we're not going to do anything for the earthquakes. It's irrelevant. <laughs> we all know it's Christian Espinoza, um, the singular goal. So the top-rated players, so there's three on this list. Okay. So who would you, let's say, yeah, who's who's the top-rated player for this match? I'd have to go Andres Gomez. I think, so. I think Andres Gomez, yeah. Correct. Okay. Uh, he got a rating 8.5 out of 10. Beautiful. Goal, yeah. goal and assist. 8.5 out of 10. And who do you think would come in second? Zavo. I'm gonna go Jasper. It's Savarino at seven point oh, nine. Nice work. Uh, and then third is Jasper. Jasper. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Jasper Lawfulsend at seven point eight. And uh, fourth, let's just say you know, just for giggles, uh, Pablo Ruiz pulling yeah. a seven point five. Okay. I can see it. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Just uh, commanding the midfield. You know, lots of lots of goals, lots of attempts. So, gotta reward that somehow. Um, Andres Gomez, yep, had the, the, the most total shots in the match, four. 
And then when you look at uh, who came in second, uh, shots-wise for Real Salt Lake, it's Justin Ladd, which I think is uh, indicative or kind of speaking to the help that we need up there. Interesting. Yeah. Those uh, rough corners, probably. Yeah. 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 And Justin Glad had an opportunity where he, yeah, he almost close. scored, too. Yeah. yeah, he almost scored. So, uh, two, he was actually tied with Anderson Julio. Um, the workhorse of the match, I would say, is Jasper Loffelsund. Uh He had the top tackles for the match at four. Um, and then dribbles was just kind of low. Uh, Jefferson Severino had the most dribbles for Real Salt Lake. Um, I think that, like, like I said, what we're seeing from Real Salt Lake is promising, but we still have some key missing problems. So now that you guys know who are the best, and I don't think we need to spend too much time on saying who the best player in our book was. Do we agree that it was that it was Andres Gomez? Yes. Yeah. 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 We like what we've seen. Obviously, the highlights guys—they're all over RSL show and KSL Sports. Go check them out. Um, who would you say kind of fell flat or had a flat performance? I, I think I already know this, this answer. You want me to say Rubio, huh? I want you to say yeah, Rubio. Yeah. And a, a fan actually pointed this out. Yeah. Um, a fan had tweeted at the RSL show. Uh, I, uh, you know what? I'll find her name because she actually had a really good point. But she just said, hey, the team with Rubio on the field is just weaker. Yeah. Like he takes up space. He's getting in the way of what could have been an attempted shot, and then he registers an own goal. So obviously he's just struggling. Yeah, he. I mean, he does. He does some of the off the ball things well, right? He does run into space. He does press. We're just missing the most important bit, which is the goal scoring. What do you think uh, the problem is for Rubio Rubin? I know that um, you watch the game, Alex in a different way and i know you're good to identify which players are are, you know are are doing well but also players that are struggling so what do you see in rubio rubin now that you didn't see in the past when he had his brief stretch of success with us and yeah it's unfortunate because i i love rubin he's an he's an awesome dude um but as josh said we need him to score and it just seems as though it it seems as though the role that they want him to be is just purely that 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 guy who's just going to press that guy who's going to um give you a lot of good tangibles off the ball they're not really putting him in a position where he can score but when he does get into that position he's there's just no confidence there because he's gone almost 2 years with only scoring one goal hopefully if he can find just that that golden touch get that one that one goal in it'll start coming for him but it's definitely needed soon because the there's just a a very big lack of confidence up there from rubio thoughts joshua clark yeah uh confidence is the the big one there you know his touches are heavy a lot of the time you know shots are misplaced or he slips while shooting like it, just that that little bit of the polish at the end of his game is what's missing and and that's confidence so hopefully he can find it yeah, I think uh, you guys nailed it down, kind of yeah. pinned it down. It's, uh, and that's the unfortunate thing about the sport, right, is you know you could think back to great players who did so much for this club who n- never got a goal or maybe got less than five goals in their sure. career, but they contributed in mm-hmm. major ways. And that's kind of like where the disconnect is right now is, you know, what is Rubio Rubin's role? Right. 
right? Um, and I think we got a little bit spoiled when he came up from the San Diego Loyal and just was hot. Yeah, bicycle kick out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's because his family was in town in the stands that night. Maybe, like, fly them out again. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's uh, it's a refreshing uh, it's a refreshing change of pace for Real Salt Lake to uh, get a win at home, three-one. Uh, I didn't see, I didn't really sense like a mental shift in the way that the guys played. Usually, that you know, when a, when a team gets one on you, you kind of see what, how that impacts uh, Real Salt Lake. But I mean, this happened in the 39th, or excuse me, the goal from Christian Espinosa came at the 49th minute, just uh, right after the second half, and we had that mental option, that choice. Hey, are we going to just accept a draw or are we going to go all in? And uh, lately the club has been releasing audio of locker room talk between Pablo and the players at the half. Obviously only released when Real Salt Lake wins, so it'd be cool if they're maybe prepping that to see what was said. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, it's it's very interesting video. Um, well, to be one up, I'm sorry. They obviously would not be discussing the Christian Espinoza, but still, uh, there's one zero is not a comfortable lead right. for Real Salt Lake. At but all. it's the first lead we've had all season. Yeah, to so start a game. Yeah. Thanks to halftime. thanks yep. to Jasper Lawfulsend. And if you guys don't know his story, he's got a cool story. Well, and you have to give credit to Moose too because he did drive that ball forward, which is something we haven't really seen our forwards do. Uh, it was a breakaway, but he did drive the ball. You know, let support come. And it just worked out well. So, and it started. Uh, it started with Jasper too. Yeah. Um, Jasper got the big tackle in the middle of the park. Um, just dumped it off to Moose, and then Moose did his thing. Yep. So good yeah. to see. Good to see. Do we want to vote on the best goal of the night? Savas. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say Sava too, just because it's vintage Sava. Yeah, you know, it, we've seen him. We've seen that goal time and time again, and it's it never gets old. It's right. just. A beautiful strike, and to anytime see. someone can put a, a curl on the ball like that, you yeah, know, pick exactly. out that corner, it's, it's beautiful. It's nice. See, I, li- I like a little bit of backstory. Um, I'm all about the story. I know Severino's got a very interesting backstory. Obviously, with Real Salt Lake, haven't been here, left, came back, struggled. Now he's like on a scoring tear. For me, though, it's Jasper Lawfulson. Um Just if you heard his post uh, press interview uh, or the post match interview. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that he just tried to put it through the keeper um, just because that was like the only option that, that seemed to have come up. Thanks to uh, Thomas Gomez's advice, the backup keeper over here telling Jasper how to score. Exactly, it's incre- man. It's awesome. I love to hear it. Yeah, if you guys haven't listened to that interview, he's just like, yeah, he's like, I wanted to pick out a spot where, uh, you know, it just it just wasn't a comfortable save. Yep. And he's like, I just put my laces through it and just try to go through the keeper, like just aim for his head, basically. Yeah, as long as it's high. Right, as so, a as a goalkeeper, yeah, just you, to sit at your chest, it's one big deal. But dude, a screamer of a goal lights up the north end, yep. goes and flexes. The celebration was great. You know, it's nice to see Nada running to the corner and sliding type thing. It's good to see a unique one. You know, he didn't know really what to do. I don't think so. He like flexed <laughs> and then like saluted. And, I, I think he said. I think he said yeah. in the moment he no. was yeah. just there's so many emotions that he just had. He just went over and did yeah. it. Yeah, I, I liked it. That'll be that'll be a cool picture that someone has somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And if there's any RSL players listening to this, uh, I doubt it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, maybe some listen. Yeah, we know that you guys. We know that when you score on the north end, you guys are running usually to the family. Uh, section because obviously they're pointing, waving, all that good stuff. 
they run to that corner. What is it? Is it the northwest? Yes. Yeah. They run to the northwest corner. It's very predictable. All the cameras are there. So they know what they're doing. Um, but the northeast, if you want to get the fan base lit up, start running to that side. Yep. Because those are the people who uh, have been coming here for a long time. A lot of season uh, holder, like ticket holders, sit on that side. Mm-hmm. And I think also because of the away, like go piss off the away fans too. That's a right. beautiful side to run on. And so I know that in the moment he kind of got caught up and uh, kind of lost track of what was going on, didn't know how to celebrate. But I think that him running on that side does a lot for the for the North uh, end fans on that That's side. That's a good point. It doesn't happen often. It doesn't. It's very predictable. Dude, when I go shoot these games, and especially when my younger brother, junior producer, goes and shoots, I tell him, uh, this, is, you, this is how it goes. On the south goal, they will usually run over to Crylock's Corner, mm-hmm. over to that area. They always go celebrate down there. Why? I don't know. But that's where I'm positioned. That's where I position Isaac. Uh, because you, you, there's nothing more that you want than the player running to your camera and celebrating. Right. Right. So that's, I would say like 70% of the time they run that way. And then on the north side, like I said, they run over to, towards the family section. Very predictable. So that's just from a shooter's mentality. I, I used to shoot sports. I still shoot sports. Uh, it, it's very predictable. Mm. So I love the switch up from Jasper. It's not intentional. <laughs> Because he didn't know what the hell was going on, but you gotta love that, dude. Yeah. You gotta love that, man. So that's his first goal of the uh, of the MLS season this year. And his backstory is, you know, he was ready to hang up his boots and just basically go home. And uh, you know, Pablo talked him out of it, told him to stick around, and now he's consistently starting, which is amazing. And then, then before that, uh, came here for his education, was working, and then went into the MLS draft, not knowing what to expect. Yep. And the dude's now an ass starter. Yeah. It's crazy. Picked last. Exactly, man. Picked last in the draft. Yeah. So, you know, and you got to give credit to Pablo for that, you know. Um, you, you just have to, like, just encourage your guys and talk your guys up. I think we've done a really good job of focusing on talking about the positives. But I think we need to talk about some of the negatives from last night. Exactly. Let's wrap it up with, ooh, negatives. All right. And then we'll talk some positives to have you guys enjoy your week. Go ahead. <laughs> Brian Vera. And Anderson Julio going and seeing and hit seeing them uh, go down that early in a game. It's it's concerning. Uh, it's it's concerning because especially with Vera, Vera who's had such a good game, such he's been such a good addition to that back line, and now in a question as a question mark heading into a big week where we have a midweek game against Las Vegas in the Open Cup, and then Seattle on the weekend. Yeah, to counter that though, the only positive. Tavera getting hurt is now Oviedo gets to fight and claw for that starting position mm-hmm. back, which so I, he should be a see better performances from him. Yeah, which I did like. I did like the way that Oviedo came onto the game um, because it's it's apparent. It's he's aware that he is no longer that's the starter. He's it's right. no longer his position, um, and so I like the fight that he showed once he came in. Um, and overall, I think he did he did pretty good. Um, he had a pretty good game, but it's it's Vera has shown that he's a lot more i don't i don't want to say comfortable in the spot he's but just he's got he's that done, dog in him yeah there you go he's got that dog and he's he, he's done very well uh as a left back would yeah. you say that's all the negatives what else uh what diego else? luna not playing huge negative for me 
Yeah. And and we kind of talked about it too up in the press box is because of those early subs, it, it, we just knew that he wasn't going to yeah. play last night. Because it threw the whole plan off, right? Yeah. yeah. So, But it's, it's just a shame. I really hope. I really, really, really hope he gets an opportunity Wednesday and he doesn't just do well with his opportunity. He excels with his opportunity. That That's my hope for Wednesday. I, I don't care if we advance in the Open Cup. I'd like to. You know, but I, I want to see our young guys Wednesday really show something. How do you guys feel about Pablo coming out and saying that they're taking it serious this year? I don't think they are. It's hard to believe. Exactly. Um, we'll see when we do see the lineup. I would be, I honestly would be so shocked to see McMath playing, to see Glad, Silva, Ruiz, Jasper, right? If these guys are playing, then like, wow, you really are taking it serious, but please win it. If you're going to go this seriously, please make sure you win it. Um, I'd like to see a combination of, you know, Beavers, you know, Nyman, Ojeda to get full run, Luna to get a full run. Uh, if K was healthy, I'd love to see him. Uh, but, you know, just a, a, a smattering of young guys with like a Miriam, a Chang. I think Rubin should get another game. This is a game for him, right, to maybe find some confidence. Yeah. I would love to see Luna sit underneath him and see what he can do there. Um, I would love to see Nyman in the midfield. We haven't seen him since preseason, so that would be cool. What about uh, Demir? Uh, if, if he's fit and he needs to get some minutes, it's a great game for that. Yeah. But I would also like to see that in the midfield. I'd like to see us try to integrate him back into the midfield, not at a nine per se. And and that's what I, I feel like that's where the kind of that skepticism comes from heading into a game like Las Vegas is where last year, you know, we heard the same thing. We're going to take this competition seriously. Right. Um, we're going to be fighting for this trophy, yada, yada, yada. And then, and then we go out and we put up that performance that we did against Northern Colorado. Right. And now this, uh, what, fourth division team mm-hmm. has that on us? Like, yep. it, that's not a good time. <laughs> so it, it, it will be really interesting just to see what happens. Um what I guess what is this what is a Ross Lake ceiling in, in an open cup? Oh you can I mean it's an open cup, right? Like it's in the name. Anyone can win that. Yeah. And I do believe we could win it, right? We'd probably end up playing like an LAFC or well, someone that's not in CONCACAF probably. It'd be another MLS team not in CONCACAF. But there's no reason we can't make a deep run. And historically, it's been mid-table teams who have made the deep runs in, exactly. in the Open Cup. Because they're not focused on, you know, they, they can take a, a week off MLS because they can maybe lose that three points because they're still in the playoff hunt. Or yeah. they're not worrying about Champions League and, you know, being top of the table all at once. So, yeah, it's a perfect opportunity for a mid-table team to get their CONCACAF Champions League spot. I really do hope I really do hope that we go into Las Vegas um, taking this a lot more serious than it felt like they did last year. Right. Um, but it just, still needs to be developmental. Yes. Just because it's the, it's the door to CONCACAF. It's Absolutely. probably, it's not easy, but it's, it is the easiest door to CONCACAF. It's easier than winning MLS Cup. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. Agreed with everything. And uh, I do have a Trey Fitzgerald stat that okay. I saw yesterday. Uh, always, dude, he's the, he is the stats man, dude. He's got a stats ready in his briefcase. I guarantee you he carries a briefcase to work. Uh, Trey Fitzgerald writes, RSL with back-to-back home wins for first time since May 28th slash June 18th of last year. Is that a cool stat? Is that worth noting? It's not a good stat. 
it's worth noting that we've done it again, yeah. but it worries you what's happened in between. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He always, he always finds the positive hey. to any, uh, you know, Trey is an eternal optimist, man. Yeah. You got to hand it to him. Yeah. You have me being the pessimist. Then you have like a guy to counter a guy like Trey to counter me. So it's good. It's needed in the world. It's good. Yeah. Um, is that it guys? I think Does that sum it. it up. Yeah. Good. We excited? Are we excited for Wednesday? Yeah, three nil RSL. Three nil. Yeah, you think so? I think so. Las Vegas Lights calling it their biggest game ever. I mean, it is. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, I mean, that's sad that that's your biggest game ever, but <laughs> yeah. And we'll be recapping that game, guys. So expect a recap of the Open Cup. And also, I just want to shout out real quick, uh, Kyle Ireland from KSL Sports. Uh, he sits up in the press box with you guys. If you guys, I'll tell you this, Alex, if there's anybody with an, like a KSL Sports polo, just go say what's up. Like, that's our family. Those are our people supporting us. Those are our people, uh, you know, tagging us in posts and helping us with highlights, all that good stuff. It's just a huge, huge team um, to be a part of. Kyle Ireland uh, writes really good informative cool pieces on kslsports.com so if you guys aren't getting enough real salt lake news between the podcast our ig posts our youtube posts go check out kslsports.com in the menu there's a drop down hit rsl show and you're gonna see all of the recaps all of the uh just major headlines uh concerning your favorite team coming from kyle ireland and tom hackett so uh we just want to say what's up to our our family and then remember to catch the post with Spencer Warren and uh, Lauren. I always forget her last name, dude. Beck. Lauren Mason Beck, dude. I know her. Lauren Mason Beck and I, we played soccer, bro. Uh, we played indoor soccer and you together remember on a team. Name. On a team for like four years. And anytime I try to remember her last name on this podcast, dude, I squander it. We're good friends. We text like... Uh, we gave her Saltaire FC merchandise. Uh, we've had her on the podcast before. So, Lauren, I'm so sorry. I, I don't know why this happens. And then, of course, uh, Jay Catch as well. Shout out, Jay Catch. Shout out, everybody, at the KSL Sports family. Thanks, guys, for sticking around. Uh, we love Real Salt Lake as much as you do. Follow us on RSL Show on all of the social media platforms. Go check out our YouTube. And uh, we will see you guys this Thursday. Beautifully done. Goodbye, everybody.